invite you, you know, to sit calmly, comfortably on your seats. And that gives you an opportunity just to relax the body and relax the mind. So there's still a couple more people to come in, including Ayachanda. But, you know, that she can sit down when she comes in and then we can do the guided loving-kindness meditation. So please get yourself as comfortable as you possibly can. You don't need to sit on the floor if you are close to the wall. I'm surprised no one's doing it here. You can lean against the wall. That's very, very comfortable. And once with your eyes closed, then you can ask your body, how can I make you more comfortable? I'm looking at my body now and just my legs are not properly crossed. That would have created some tightness and ache in my legs if I hadn't moved it as I did just now. And so once I'm generally in a good posture, then I become more careful. I look at my feet. Feet, how are you? I regard my feet as not my possession, but something I'm caring for. Like it belongs to something else, it belongs to nature. And I'm entrusted to look after my feet. And I pause long enough until I can feel the sensations in my feet and a tingling sensation. As I look longer, I become more more sensitive to those feelings. I was surprised at this when I started, how you can relax your feet so much more than I ever thought was possible. Now once my feet are relaxed, I go up past my ankles. I can feel the ankles now. With my eyes closed, I can just pick up all the sensations and feelings there. I don't name those feelings. I just know them. And I check that they are at ease. Once I know that they are at ease, I can go upwards to my calves. I can feel the big muscles in the back of my calves and also the skin. And I just check those areas to make sure that they are well looked after. Just being aware with kindness, the body responds. Even when you see me and I smile at you and ask how you are, the very fact that I'm being kind relaxes people.
I go to the knees. I haven't had too many injuries in my knees. I've fallen off ladders a few times, fallen off a motorbike a couple of times. But there's not too many problems there, but I check anyway. What sensations are there in my knees? And I deliberately imagine just easing those sensations. There's any tight blockages, I imagine expanding them, making them larger, bigger. Yes, they do get bigger, but they also get less dense. And healing can happen. I go past those knees up to my thighs. Quite large muscles. I'm going to make sure that they're all in their right place, at ease, and they feel they are being cared for too. And once I've cared for my thighs, they too relax. It's like I'm putting my thighs on this really deep, soft cotton cushion. So there's hardly any pressure, it seems, on my thighs. They all become at ease and relax. They go up to my buttocks. It's pressed against the cushion by the upper half of my body. I have to make sure that there's no folds of robe biting into my skin. When I'm first aware of that feeling in my butt, sitting in meditation, it's always unpleasant at first. But it doesn't change. So after a short while, that butt feeling disappears. And then I go up from the butt to the waist. My body at different times likes to sit in different ways. But today, it wants to be really straight. Kind of feels good. Sometimes I lean against the, the wall or lean against the chair. You find the posture which works for you today, this morning, in this hall. Is one of the reasons why I often move around. Move my back forward, move it to the side, until I can find the optimum position. I'm not afraid of moving as long as I am aware and know whether it's improving the comfort of the posture or the opposite. And once my waist is nicely configured, then I check my back, making sure that the back is in a position where it can be comfortable but also strong. It's okay being comfortable now, but what it's going to be like in half an hour. And then I go back down to my waist again and go through my body on the inside Especially being a monk, I like to go 
that's through my digestive system first. Because sometimes, you know, eat weird times, and sometimes I'm not quite sure what I'm eating, and often I eat what you think I like. Sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. I make sure my digestive system going up through the colon and the intestines. As I go up, if I find any place which feels tight, aching, not quite right, then I'll pause there. I will pause, linger there. And I know what to do with my body now, how to relax it until those feelings of tightness vanish completely away. And I go up through the organs of my body, through the stomach, the lungs, the heart, the, the organs in the back, the liver and kidneys and stuff. I don't really get too concerned about what I meet or what it's called. But if I meet any tightness or tension there, I will pause and relax it to the max until that feeling disappears totally. So I get up to my shoulders. As I mentioned in the talk, I think this morning, about, or last night, resilience. I imagine the shoulder muscles, like two like a pair of muscles on either side of the spine being stretched apart. And I let go at all ends. So the muscles are not pulled anymore. They're at ease, relaxed. I go down the arms, past the elbows, if there's anything there which is a problem, I pause again. And the mindfulness will always give you feedback. So you know if you move it this way, move it that way, give it kindness or whatever, you soon feel whether that's successful, whether you're more relaxed than you were before. If you are more relaxed, carry on. Until eventually I get to my hands and my fingers. There are so many uh, nerve endings in your fingers. It's easy to become sensitive to them. And know the best position for your fingers right now. Often I ask my fingers, how are you? Do you want to be moved? And for me right now they say yes. They want to be put in a position, left palm over the right palm. And I do that, and it's like my fingers say thank you for paying attention to us. And I go back up to my shoulders and my neck. Always make sure my head is well balanced on top of the neck. And then to my face. Because that's where muscles are tightened up because on your face is the place where the emotions are played out. And in order to calm down those emotions, 
we learn to be sensitive to those muscles around our eyes and our mouth and learn how to relax them to the max. So the face is totally relaxed. As I also said, that you're not supposed to have any sensations in the brain, but nevertheless, just imagine, you're taking your brain out, putting it in a little basket, and giving it a rest. Done a lot of work. Now's the time just to give it a break. And then when you've gone through the body part by part, imagine the whole body together relaxing to the max. You've just been preparing the body. I'm just going to leave you there for about two or three minutes. And after that we'll begin the loving-kindness meditation. Now to generate loving-kindness metta, I always compare it to lighting a fire. And we have to find something which easily takes the flame, like paper. In my loving-kindness meditation, I start with an imaginary object something I find a lot of kindness, compassion to, naturally. And I enhance it through my imagination. What I do, I imagine walking down some road or place somewhere and hearing meowing. Hear the sound of a little cat, probably a kitten, and I can't see it yet, but I follow that sound. It sounds that whoever is making that noise is really hurting. Don't tell me how I know that. You can feel it. And I follow that sound to a dark, secluded corner in some place. As I look, I can see these two eyes staring at me, filled with fear. 
whoever this being is, is very, very afraid. And it looks like the eyes of a little kitten. Obviously has been abandoned, hungry, alone, and so afraid. Every time it's sought for help or comfort, it's been scratched or bitten and chased away. It's hiding. I can see its eyes. I give this amazing as much as I can loving kindness. Dear little kitten, I don't know who you are, where you come from, but I care for you. The door of my heart is opening up for you. If there's anything I can do, please let me help. And I keep that eye contact and I like speak to that cat through my eyes, trying to give it as love, much loving kindness as I possibly can. And you can see the head start coming out from the the dark little hole in which it's cowering. Please, everybody needs someone to care for them, to love them, to feed them, to keep them safe. I'm a monk. I have many resources which I can help you with. Please let me help. And I imagine that little kitten poking its head out further as it tries to balance its need for help and for food and for comfort against its fear. It seems every time it's come and trusted someone it's been hurt painfully and has run away to safety, kind of safety, but it can't stay there. So I hold out my hand, slowly extending it. And I see that little kitten just drawing its head back again. It doesn't totally trust me yet. It's trusted other beings and it's been hurt. So I lay on as much loving kindness as I possibly can. Dear little kitten, I care for you. I won't harm you. If you don't want to let me care for you, that's fine but I won't harm you ever. As my hand goes closer to that little kitten, it allows me to touch her. And I just notice straight away, it's fur. It's not like an ordinary cat's fur. It's all dirty. I can feel even just clots of blood on that fur. It's been bitten, attacked. But nevertheless, that cat lets me touch it. Dear little kitten, the door of my heart will always be open to you. Please let me help you, cure you, care for you, and give you a life like every kitten should have. I hold that cat so gently under my hand. It even allows me to lift it up and as gently as, if, as I can, 
to move it out from the hole and move it closer to my chest. And I hold it in my chest. It lets me. And of course I notice the fur is all dirty. No one has cleaned it for a long time. I don't know where its mother has gone to. And it's all, as they say, skin and bone or fur and bone. Hardly any flesh on it at all. It must be so hungry. But even though it's hungry, I can feel that it's content. It's got someone to look after it. I can feel the kindness and the softness in my hands and the way I'm holding it. And I notice where its body touches my chest. Get the tingling warmth of loving kindness starting to develop. It's like my heart in the chest of my body is glowing. And that energy, that light is going into the kitten's body. Healing it, helping it, relieving it of its pain. I noticed the little kitten close her eyes. It actually trusts me. That allows me to start pouring in this beautiful golden energy of loving kindness. I imagine it like a light from my heart, through my skin, through its fur, into its body. Bathing this little kitten down to the end of every pore on its legs, to the end of its tail, right through its body, up to its head, to the tip of its ears, and to the end of every whisker. Bathing it, healing it, just with its imagination, but it has power, it is real, of loving kindness going from the whole of its body, from tip of tail to tip of paws, to all of its head and whiskers. Dear little kitten, please let me feed you. I have enough food. May I give you some milk? Not condensed milk, that's mine. You can have the ordinary milk. I think it's more healthy for you, little kitten. I care for you. Please accept my loving kindness. And I hope that you'll soon grow up into a, a healthy little kitten, then a cat, and be able to play around like every other cat, to grow, to mature. And just let me look after you and care for you. As you open the door of your heart to this other being who needs you so much, it's not that it needs me, but I also need to care for it. It brings me so much joy and happiness holding this little kitten so fragile and vowing, and I don't break my promises, vowing to care for it. It makes me, this energy in my chest makes it stronger and stronger, and the tingle in that area gets stronger and stronger. When that cat is fast asleep, trusting me, then I replace that image 
with a real image of someone I know, someone I've known for such a long time, who may be very sick, or may be very alone or frightened. I imagine them wherever they are and see that they may be a different species. There are human beings with a cat. But nevertheless, we share so much in common. It's not just for the need for food and for drink, but the need for protection and care. Loving kindness is almost as important as healthy food to eat and water to drink. That kindness is essential. So I look at that person I've known for such a long time. I don't know where you are in the world, but I'm caring for you right now. I'm sending all this golden energy from my chest, through my chest, to you. And distance has no meaning when you spread loving kindness. As long as you can visualize them and just imagine them, then it's like they're in the the same room as you. And you zap them with care from the tip of their head through their face and their brain, especially with all the worries they must have. Through their body, any injuries in their body, if they've got a bad heart, you blast their heart with this beautiful loving kindness, freeing any blockages and calming that heart down so it doesn't overreact. Go into their arms and their chest and their legs. May you be happy and well, fit, at ease, healthy. I've known you for such a long time. I care for you. And I keep that focus on them as long as I can. I imagine golden light coming out of my chest traveling all the way into their body, up and down to each limb, in and out on the surface of their skin and deep inside of them. May you accept this energy, this wish, aspiration for your health and well-being and happiness and success. Never think you're alone in this world. So many people like me who care. Thank you for accepting my kindness. Then without opening your eyes, imagine all the people in this room, all your friends, companions in this retreat, some you know so well, some the first time you've seen them. Give them your kindness your well-wishing. May any problems you have in your life just melt away from my kindness. Any sicknesses or diseases, aches, pains, I'll just bathe you with this loving kindness so your whole body relaxes. 
any disappointment you have in life. Just, just say that I know that whenever you do have a difficulty, it is like the dog poo. It turns into beautiful fertilizer for your own kindness, happiness, energy, and peace. This is what I give to every one of you, what every one of you gives to me, the people in this room. May you all be free of disease, healthy at peace, and spend your life not just looking after your own financial benefits, but caring for others, your friends, for those who live in Singapore, the fellow Singaporeans, all beings there, in the animals, the birds in the air, the beings which crawl on the surface, the snakes and the ants and everything. As you give your kindness to everybody, every being. And they're not just in Singapore. Imagine all the beings here in Jhana Grove. People like Christina and Scotty, even Burr. Our cooks who looked after you day after day. And actually I know you got good food. I just saw the smiles of those cooks. If they cook with so much happiness and love, they must be serving delicious food. May all the beings in Jhana Grove be happy, at peace, free from suffering. And then you send that loving kindness even further afield you go further east, we come to the prison farm, Carnet. There's people in there who've done some terrible things in their past. We try hard to heal the pain of the past so they can be free in the present and do service in the future. Some means of paying back their debts to society, not with harshness or prison walls, the opportunity to serve and make other people happy. All the monks at Yanagarikas, at Janagra, at Bodhinyana Monastery, may you all be happy and well, at peace. Even now you're working hard, getting ready for this big ceremony tomorrow. May you all be happy and well, at peace understanding any tension in your life. It's for a beautiful cause, to serve and help others. And now it's our time to help you. As this loving kindness spreads like a golden energy out throughout the whole world, spreading over the oceans, over the deserts, over the land up north, up south of, West, of Australia, until it crosses those oceans and goes again to South and Southeast Asia, where many of you live. You have family there, friends. 
maybe they're not be totally happy or totally successful, but now's the opportunity for you to give a big boost to their happiness and well-being. You go further north, Malaysia, Thailand. I always remember those little kids who were shot dead in that daycare centre. And the parents were still grieving, left behind. May all those beings, please take the beautiful loving kindness, this golden energy, this light, which I'm spreading out to you. Make peace, forgive, and make sure these terrible events don't happen again. As you spread that loving kindness further afield, down to India, Sri Lanka, up through Russia and Crimea, Ukraine. Please, leaders of our world, please forgive. Have no more killing, no more tears. Injuries hurt so deep. May I cure those injuries. And give this beautiful loving kindness. Please do not doubt its power. And then go through the whole world. This whole planet. It's not just giving loving kindness and giving your energy to all other human beings. Give that same energy to every being which walks on this planet. The birds in the sky and the beings which live underground. All beings. Life is tough sometimes. When you know that other people care for you. People you may not even see. They're caring for you right now. Like I cared for my imaginary kitten. And the kitten was so relieved of anxiety, it could fall asleep in my own arms. Hungry, wounds still, uh, even bleeding. But he knew it was safe. Had a friend. As you spread this loving kindness over the whole earth, even into the soil, so that the soil can be healthy and keep the air clean and keep humanity healthy. May all beings on this great planet be free from pain and suffering. As you give that as your gift. And now you realise, I hope, there's one being who you've left out. That's you. This person who bears your name. Imagine you're standing in front of a full-length mirror. You're looking at this being who you've known for so many years. The being called me. May I be happy and well. May I not treat myself so harshly. May I forgive easily. And I know that 
and I don't push and strive. I can relax and be healthy and be happy and have time to share with my family and friends. May I be happy and well, free from problems. When there are problems, may I see their solutions. May I find the spiritual peace and meaning, which is why I came to this retreat. May I be at peace. As you sincerely give these wishes to yourself, you count. Once you have done that, how do you feel? And now is the time we bring all of that golden light, those rays of loving kindness. Imagine them drawing back, coming from the every part of the planet Earth, drawing back into Australia, drawing into Western Australia to Serpentine, into Jhana Grove, into this hall and into this body of yours. Keep the warmth outside, just take back the light and imagine your heart like a, a purest of white lotus flowers, fully open and this ball of golden metal light like a nimiter hovering over the lotus flower's open centre. Very slowly, every petal of the lotus closing in over that ball of loving kindness, keeping it, protecting it, guarding it, so you can use it at any other time. I'm now going to give the blessing. Please don't open your eyes yet. Once the blessing is finished, then you may say sadhu and open your eyes. Sabasantapawajito Sabaweramatikando Niputo Chatuangbawa Sabiti Oviwachantu Sabarogoinasatu Mate Bawan Wantarayo Suki Digayu Gopawa Apiwadan Hasilitsanichang Wutapachalino Chatavo Dhamma 
Ooh.